Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks, and we're continuing to come to you uh, live uh, from Debbie and my house here in South Carolina, Stephanie and her daughters. Uh, she's on a girl break, uh, along with our dear friend Liberty, traveled out here to see us. So we're actually making a face-to-face thing. We just listened to the last podcast. We did a little bit of it, and we could actually hear the air condition. That's how clear it went. Isn't this weird? It is very weird. So we got these new microphones that... Uh, uh, that uh, Pastor Munez and a wonderful church out there in Washington State uh, bought for us. They, during a missions conference, gave more than $400. Just a, uh, They gave $100 for Debbie to buy a dress and 400 for microphones so that we can sit here and come to you clear. So we wanted to point that out, and we're, uh, we're pretty happy about that. So we've been continuing on in Philippians, Stephanie, and as we continue on in Philippians, there's so much going on. Every time we look at this, we find more. Mm-hmm. We we talk about more. We just went through and covered uh, verse number 20 through 22 from the first chapter of the book of Philippians through verse number 24. And talking about Paul making some decisions on how he's going to live in the flesh. As long as he's in the flesh, he's going to serve people. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing was that we just covered it, talked about how Paul went on to say, you know, it's far greater for me to go to heaven. But as long as I'm here, there was this great level of understanding what life is all about there. Yeah. And those of you who listen to me today, please understand, we totally get that some of you are going through junk. We totally get that some of you are in really peril, some of you in health issues, some of you with families. I mean, you know, I, I don't think there's a family on earth that isn't a little bit messed up, Stephanie. I got to be upfront with you. Yeah. Everybody's got messiness. Everybody's we got the are. crazy uncle, the that. crazy aunt, whatever the case may be. Every, you know, everybody's messed up. <laughs> and so, and, I, and I'm not saying you messed up bad. Please don't say brother Doug on his podcast said we were all messed up and Stephanie thought it was funny, but, t- but we, 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 we just, <laughs> We just think that everybody's messed up. But, Including us, right? Uh, we think That's what I was just going to say. But we also <laughs> think that we may be the most messed up among the bunch. That's for sure. And uh, we're sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, we're betwixt with the idea that we're, we're allowed to do this or lay on the couch. And, uh, and we choose. We're so thankful that God's allowing us to do that. So we, we covered that. We talked about, uh, you know, dying was gain to Paul. Uh, yeah. two podcasts ago. Then this last podcast, Paul's saying, and he explains what he means by that. He's saying, it's far greater for me to go to be with my Lord. Yeah. Uh, but as long as I'm here, I'm going to serve you guys in the flesh. And we were trying to corner Stephanie on that one thing, that one thing uh, that could make us understand that or grasp that no matter what we're going through, no matter how messy our situation is, no matter how bad our life is, what's that one thing? And it comes down to that. Uh, and I said, it's not day by day, it's minute by minute. And Stephanie said, it's second by second surrender. It, it's knowing that we got to surrender every conversation we have with people. We got to surrender the bad times. We got to surrender when people are hurting. Uh, you know, we got to surrender, you know, and uh, we, we got to understand what God has for us. And and I believe what God has for those who surrender is a ministry. I believe that everybody who saves Stephanie has a ministry. Yeah. I believe that everybody who accepts Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior has a ministry. Mm-hmm. 
It's what you do with that ministry. Don't get me wrong. I know that everybody's not a pastor, pastor's wife, missionary, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, I get that. But what you do with your life after accepting Jesus Christ is everything with what you feel Christ is. Yeah. So everybody has a ministry. And, and yeah. so now we're coming on and we're talking about furthering our joy. And, and, you know, I know when you're looking at that and you're saying our faith, furthering our joy and faith. And if you look at those verses uh, starting in, I think we're doing 25 through 26, chapter one of the book of Philippians and having this confidence that I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance in joy of faith. And, you know, when I read that verse, Stephanie, I go back to this idea that this prosecutor Nero, Caesar, you know, all these different things going on in his life. So I think what's going on, if we look at the Bible, and what today we're on verses 25 and 26, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for the furtherance in the joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. And, and Paul's made this conclusion here. He's made this thing in his heart, Stephanie, where he said, if I'm coming to you, if I'm going to be around you, I'm going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be for me. He doesn't believe he's going to continue on because he has these magical powers or because he can, he can beat these people. He believes he's going to continue on uh, because he trusts in God and his perfect work mm -hmm. and his perfect plan and, and those things that he can go on. So as we're sitting here, we're trying to find this way to further our joy and faith to continue on. I, I want to share this one quick story before we pass this over to uh, Stephanie. So I was telling Stephanie about this surrender that I had to do and Back in 2004, I retired from the military, and a lot of you know that. And, and man, I, I went from being stationed in Germany, having my own parking spot, uh, driving a German spec BMW. I mean, it, from a worldly perspective, being a sergeant major in the Army, I mean, from a worldly perspective, I had it pretty good. And I'll tell you, one of the hardest things, I think, was having it that good and coming back and being on deputation. <laughs> deputation, I was, I was telling Stephanie, you know, for babies, they use an incubator to speed things up and to... Uh, you know, to bring their lives along and to help them get all the air they need and the oxygen. And, and uh, a deputation is like an incubator for adults. Yeah. It grows us up. It makes us, yeah. uh, makes us learn. It forces us to mm -hmm. uh, face things that we've never faced, to cry. Uh, yeah. Stephanie was talking about how, and we've seen this to a lot of people. She was mentioning Charles wasn't much of a crier. And on deputation, he just started crying. And she'd say, what's wrong, honey? And he'd say, it was the song, you yeah. know? And what was the first song you mentioned that made him cry? How can we reach a world we never touch? Oh, my. Who wrote that song? Do we know? Um, I, uh, the Marshalls, maybe? I don't know. That's we, why I heard, it, heard you, sing it first. But Well, we need to get a hold of that and record it or something. But anyway, this, it, made, it made people cry. So It's a good song. But here's what I'm thinking. Uh, so I was back on deputation. I, I had to go to a missionary meeting out in Illinois, and, and it was a whole week meeting. And the church said, we will take my oldest son was going to a camp with our church back in Virginia. And my youngest son, the church said, listen, if you bring out your youngest son, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and pay for him to go to camp with our kids, if you like. We'll take good care of him. So then my wife flew back. She had to go back to work. So Daniel and I were driving back across country, and we, we drove to a church in Kentucky that said they were going to have a meeting for us. And we got out there, and the pastor had told me on Tuesday or Wednesday before, he said, listen, we're going to have you preach Sunday morning, do Sunday school. And by the time I got there on Saturday... He had us staying in like this motel, I mean the worst case 
hotel situation. There were bugs crawling across the floor. The shower was still dirty. The sheets were bad. There was uh, ladies' undergarments in between the sheets. I mean, it was just worst case scenario. Trauma. trauma. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Daniel's like, yeah, but they got a vending machine with Cheetos in it. You know, he he was was, was taking (laughs) it. In everything give thanks. In everything give thanks, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so we left there that morning. He never let me preach. He let me get up and say, hi, I'm Doug. We left there. We drove across country. We, 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 so we drove. I ended up in a church in West Virginia with Daniel for Sunday night. And we didn't have lunch. The pastor didn't do anything with us there in Kentucky. And uh, so we ended up in a church uh, right on the border of West Virginia and Virginia. And this 12-year-old boy got up and the pastor said, you all know so-and-so. He's now my foster son. And he surrendered to preach a month ago. And I've been helping him write a message. And he's given his testimony tonight. And I'm like, boy, here's Daniel and I, you know, stopping at this church. And I really wanted to be fed with something. You know, I really wanted a good message. And this 12-year-old, and, and folks, he nailed it. He stood up and started talking about his mother living with two guys at once, that he got beat, that he had beer cans thrown in, and they got burnt by cigarette butts. And that God had allowed him to get on a bus and go to church and get saved. And through that, the, his foster parents became the pastor and his wife. And he talked about at 12 years old getting his first bicycle. He talked about that God was so good to him that he got saved. And folks, I sat there and there was a man sitting next to me. Daniel moved from one side of me to the other. This man was laying on me crying. And the whole church was crying. And this man got up and talked about how it was no sacrifice to serve God and what God had done for him. This 12-year-old boy. And I went out to supper with him. And I never forgot that message and that concept here, that idea behind you know, uh, for me to die is gain. And that idea behind uh, what I'm going to do is out of the flesh. And that idea behind that I have total confidence where we're at right now. I have total confidence. Stephanie, what do you think of when we when we get there? You know, this 12-year-old having total confidence, this, this apostle sitting over there writing a prison epistle. See, I got confidence. I'm just going to, as long as I'm alive, I'm, I'm going to live through this. I'm going to serve you guys. I'm chain to somebody I don't care. I think when we look through scripture, God gives us so many examples of overcomers and, um, you know, people that went through horrific things, um, even as children that chose to keep their eyes on, on God. And, um, I love the fact that God can give us confidence even in the midst of trials, he can give us that. His words, whether we're in peace or in the valley, he gives us that lamp to our feet and light to our path. And as long as we're on that path, we can have confidence. Hmm. We can serve him. And Paul had such a close relationship with the Lord, even in prison, even not knowing what the future held, he had gotten confidence from the Lord. Yeah. That he was going to abide and continue with them for their furtherance, for their growth, for their joy as they grew in the Lord and grew in their faith. And, you know, if you reach that point where you're having a walk with God and your focus isn't on you, it's about helping those around you, God gives you that confidence and that yeah. strength to go forward and to serve Him. And you won't make a difference. You know, if Paul had wallowed in self pity there in prison, we would all be suffering from it today. But he made eternal impact on millions and millions of people because um, his whole preface for life was Christ. 
you know, his whole, he wanted his entire life to be about magnifying him. And because of that, the outflow was confidence in serving the Lord, even in prison. And no matter what came down his path, yeah. that was his focus remained unchanged. You know, it's this is odd. What would you say? And, and again, I, I should probably prep Stephanie with these questions, especially since we're all uh, here together. We had all day to go to church and eat and hang out as a family and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, so I got a question from a lady. So she's in... Uh, She's in a place in, in Europe. So she's in Europe. It's a, it's a European lady who translated a question. And I just remember that one of the ladies we heard from. And she says she feels like she has maybe a week or maybe a month and she doesn't hear anything back from God. Mm. What would you say to her when you're looking at this and you're saying, here's Paul with his confidence. He's sitting in jail. He's chained to somebody. Mm-hmm. And here's this lady trying her best over there in Europe, you know, and uh, and I mean translating what we're sending in English and listening to us and saying, I feel like I don't hear from God. How how come Paul's hearing from God and happy here? I mean, do you have any clue? I mean, what would you say uh, to Heidi who's listening? Thank you, Heidi, by the way, to listening to us. I mean, what would you say to Heidi here? Well, I know for one thing, we have examples in Scripture of Job. We have the example of Job where Job was looking for God. He was looking for answers. He was looking for a word from God. He said he wasn't there. Yeah. He didn't see him anywhere. And Job, you know, we have the word of God. Yeah. We have the word of God we can go to every day. Yeah. And Job didn't have that. And yet when Job got done saying, he's not there, I looked for him, and he's not there. And then he said, but he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as golden. Job had that faith. He had that confidence in God, that God is true. And, you know, there's times we have to trust God in the dark um, when life isn't going to make sense, when we aren't going to see those answers. And God says, trust me. You know, I can't, you maybe can't see the path. I remember um, a couple weeks after Charles died, telling my dad I'm in a dark tunnel and I don't see any light. But Jesus is telling me just to hold his hand and he'll walk and all I have to do is follow. But what, you know, what comes out of the darkness? So I like what you said. So what came out of the darkness for Job? Well, in the end, Job stayed faithful and God rewarded that faithfulness by (laughs) giving him 10 more children, giving him double of all he had had before. Yeah. And... God honored him by giving him to the world yeah. for eternity is an example of someone who stayed faithful. And Job, we don't know that Job ever knew the reason for his trials. Yeah. We get to see that because, you know, as Moses wrote the book of Job, it's there for us. We don't know that Job ever knew, but Job stayed faithful. He knew his God was faithful. And I think, I think trusting God in the dark boils down to whether or not we really believe God is faithful or not. And coming out of, I, I guess, you know, going back to what Heidi said, and I met her years ago, and, and she's not the only one. I mean, I'm dealing with a couple of folks now who, are, mm-hmm. who ask those same types of questions. Yeah. And and she says, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not, you know, when you're saying there have been times where you felt like you were not hearing from God, and and uh, I guess in my life I, I haven't paid a lot of attention 
sometimes. And, and by the way, you're hearing rain and the house is kind of shaking and stuff. It's okay. And uh, Alexa gave us a warning a little while ago that there's a storm coming through and Alexa knows what's going on. So yeah. folks, if you hear some rain and stuff, it's uh, uh, we're on one side of the house and the family's on the other side of the house and we're, it's just rain. It's nothing weird. Uh, it's just, we're getting a real hard storm right now. But I, you know, going back again, I think that what do you look for to know that, I mean, what do we look for? Help me with this. And I don't know how this came up with this confidence. What, what do we look for to know that God is hearing us, that God's talking to us, that the relationship's going two ways? I mean, what, what's, what's the first thing? And I, I can't even believe this because this has nothing to do with the joy, in, but it really does have something to do with joy yes, and faith. Yes, it does. Uh, and the lights just blinked a little bit, but, uh -huh. uh, but we don't need the lights. But anyway, what do you... Uh, uh, I think... Well, I'm looking, I'm, when I'm thinking back to after Charles died, when life was such a fog, um, God's promises, I think, are the key to get us through, to keep us that confidence. So the concrete idea, and, I, and that's because what I'm thinking too. You, you have to have a foundation. Yeah. You know, we're either, we either have built our lives, a lot of it has to do with what we're building our lives on. Are we building our lives on fleeting moments? Are we building our lives on what this world has to offer us, which yeah. is a facade. You know, it's nothing real. Are we building our lives on the promises of God yeah. that we can trust? And um, there are certain yeah. verses that I clung to of cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. And yeah. verses like that, it was like, God, I don't feel your sustenance right now. I don't feel, yeah. but this is what you've promised me. And I think that's a lot of it, too, is we can't base our lives on what we're feeling. And I think that's a temptation um, that every human struggles with. And Elijah struggled with. Yes. That's that's a part of our human nature. And God gave us feelings. He gave us emotions. But, but somehow you have Daniel and Joseph that never seem to struggle from that. So, I mean, there's examples in the Bible of folks. And certainly I'm no Daniel. I'm, no, I'm the complete opposite of them. Uh, probably no, faith-wise. I suspect Joseph did struggle. Yeah. I mean, God doesn't... He, he was in jail. It's I not mean. a sin to struggle. And no. I think that's important to understand, too. It's not a sin to struggle. It's it's a sin to stay there, and it's a sin to And, and you have a poem about God. that in our next podcast, I think, about... Yeah, but um, to struggle, and that's a part... You know, valleys, valleys are hard. And when you feel like you're not here, you know, and it feels like heaven's brass... And that's hard. It is. And trusting God in the dark. It's this idea, is, I think, Heidi, going back to you, I think it's this whole faith over fear or this whole faith over, you know, we live in an emotional world. Yeah. And right now, those making the most noise are those who are the most emotional in this world. Mm -hmm. It's the critical speakers, the, yeah. you know, all these different things. And and, and there's a lot of right, I think, that people are trying to do in the world right now. But we live in a world, and probably for the last 10 years or so, I've seen the world go more from black and white, you know, just, just the way things ran. Yeah. To, to being, I think, maybe because of things like Facebook and TV, mm -hmm. everything, news right on the spot. And so we're emotional yeah. as a society. Yep. So even news is reported on. It's no longer that, you know, this is what happened, boom, 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 yeah. right in line. It's the emotion is wrapped in and, and built into that. And, and, and so I think going back, and I think Paul's nailing this. I don't know how this came to mind, but I think, uh, 
you know, he's talking about as he goes on here, having this confidence that I know that I shall abide and continue with you all. I know that what I'm doing, I'm here. Yeah, and he knew he was in the center of God's will. Yeah, and I think that helps. And for your furtherance in the joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even in those dark times when you feel like, you know, where's God? I mean, where's God in these things? Where's, um, you know, why am I not getting this warm fuzzy? And warm fuzzies are a bad thing, aren't they? Not always, but... When it comes... <laughs> they are if that's what you're basing your spiritual life on. Yeah. Warm fuzzies are a good thing with your kids and your marriage and yeah. things like that, making each Walk other feel God good. Walk with better be a foundation. And it better be based on the Word of God. Yes. Because our salvation is not based on this emotional yes. experience. Well, I think it's important, you know, Heidi, if you're struggling with the whole concept of I am not hearing from God, God's Word is Him speaking to us. Yeah. And if you go, if God's Word isn't going to return void. Yeah. And um, I know a promise that's always been precious to me that I love to share with ladies that have said, you know, where's God? I don't feel Him. I don't see Him. His promise that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee is still true. It's real. And whether you feel him or not, he is there because he has made a promise that he is with you always. Yeah. Even unto the end of the world. And those are the promises that get us through those times because God is not a liar. And for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. So folks, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you're at in closing, and I know this 97th podcast was maybe uh, a minute or two longer than usual, but I, I, I think it's so important to understand that uh, we get to make a difference no matter what's feeling in our life, no matter mm-hmm. if we feel like it's been the most connected day with God, it's been, um, and that we should do everything we can to make that relationship as close to perfect as we can you know it's god hasn't moved like we said in the story draw nigh to god and he will draw nigh to you so just stay close to god yeah so that's what i'd say to her yeah and what i'd say is we're looking for joy and faith it's a closeness with god yeah it's that and confidence it's a growth of Paul. process you know yeah don't compare yourselves to other christians that'll mess you up won't it it will mess you up and that's the problem with hollywood you know so many people say well you know my husband doesn't look as good as he used to or you know, I don't have the nicest car. You know, everybody, everything is aimed at achieving some kind of thing that's, in many cases, unachievable. But with yeah. God, it's totally achievable. Mm-hmm. So make your relationship with God about your relationship with God, if that's possible. Yes. And let's close with that. And, and listen, folks, just do anything you can to allow God to use you to help somebody have joy and to help somebody's faith be strengthened. And if you can do that, this whole life is worth it. And when you go to the other side, and, and you know, sometimes the, the, the greatest struggles you'll have and uh, the greatest hardships and uh, probably the, the hardest hearts will be sitting across the dinner table from you. And so 
So folks, hang in there as you hear the thunder and our lights blink here. We sure are glad to uh, be part of your day. We're praying for you. Make sure you stop by and check us out at Hopeful Wounded Spirits or uh, on our personal Facebook pages. But we uh, we just would love to hear from you. And Heidi, thanks for that question. And uh, we're just thrilled that you sent that in. Have a wonderful day no matter where you are. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.